0: Money FM 89.3 Best of Workday Afternoon The Soul of Business with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3 Good afternoon and welcome to The Soul of Business. Today I speak to Simon Bennett, General Manager of Sustainable Development with the China Navigation Company. We're talking about reducing fossil fuel burning in shipping what the company is doing to encourage fellow industry players to do about it, or join him with that. And I think we're going to explore the challenges of trying to implement that on a wider scale. Simon, welcome to the show. Thank you. All right. First and foremost, why don't you give us an overview of what the China Navigation Company does? What are you, a ship owner or an NVOCC?
1: (laughs) We're a ship owner. OK. We're 148 years old. We have a Latin motto, which is pretty unusual these days for any company. We've got two divisions, liner ships, which are basically a bus service. So they're they're working to a schedule Mm -hmm. around the Asia-Pacific area. We own 40 of those. And then we've got a bulk division. I won't go into the sizes. You won't benefit from that. We manage about 140 of those. And they're tramping worldwide. Pick up a cargo, drop it somewhere else, pick up another cargo near there. About half of them in the Pacific area, half of them in the Atlantic area. Okay. We're a ship owner and manager and operator.
0: Okay. So all of your shipping business is cargo in one way, shape or form or is there other parts of the business?
1: The liner company is moving finished goods generally around the place. Mm -hmm. Bulk division is moving iron ore, soya bean, that sort of thing around the place.
0: Okay. Right. And we talked about this before the microphone came on. Ships were using coal until, what, you
1: said, 100 years ago? That was our last big change, about 100 (laughs) years ago. The maritime industry doesn't move, change fast, does it? It moves slower than a glacier, generally. But we now have to change Mm -hmm. in what we're doing. Shipping and aviation were excluded from the Kyoto Protocol and the Paris Agreement because we're too difficult to manage because our entire business is cross-border. So who manages your carbon footprint? Is it where you've left or where you're arriving to? or where the ship is registered. So we were omitted to get the Kyoto Protocol signed. But as a sector, shipping is responsible for 2.6% of the world's carbon emissions, which is the same as Germany. We're fifth or sixth Uh in the hierarchy. And we have to do something about it. The rest of the world is working at it gently, whether it's cars or whatever. So as every other sector gets more carbon efficient, if we do nothing we will have a bigger and bigger percentage of the world's carbon sure. footprint. And we have to not do that. We have, to, we have to change as well.
0: Well, I've spoken to professionals within the aviation industry, and they've said the same thing. They do impact the environment, and so does the shipping. Now, with maritime, because so many consumers fly on a daily basis, perhaps they have that. The consumer saying, what are you doing to make flying less carbon-intensive? But with shipping, particularly with cargo carriers, who sort of polices that? Or is that the difficulty?
1: We are policed by the Intergovernmental Maritime Organization, IMO, which is a UN body, just as there's a UN body which polices aviation. Mm -hmm. But shipping is totally out of sight. There's a bad accident or a tanker runs aground once a year, pictures of oiled pelicans, then it goes away from the news and everyone forgets about us. Sure. Even in an island nation such as this, where most of the windows you look out of, you'll see ships, mm. and we move 90% of the world's trade in the most energy efficient and the cheapest way, but we are just out of sight of everybody. So sure. the direction to do something has to come from within. Right. You mentioned people traveling by plane. There are many people who travel by plane who don't care too much about their carbon footprint. Most airlines will offer you a green option on your ticket. Mm -hmm. You can offset your flight from wherever to wherever. There's a very low take up of that. Okay, But, But we're even lower profile. You're even lower profile. We're speaking
0: to Simon Bennett, General Manager of Sustainable Development with the China Navigation Company. All right. At that point, I think we all have started to understand the downside and the harm to the environment from fossil fuel burning. So for maritime, for shippers, what are the alternatives?
1: There's been a number of conferences. IPC, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, is getting input from the maritime community. We have a number of options we can look at. About 40% of the things that we can do are what's known as TNO, technical and operations. Mm-hmm. You can fit slicker paint on the hull, you can bubble air through it, you can alter the trim of the ship, etc. We can do those today and we are working on those today. But by doing that, we cannot get to where we need to be to reduce our carbon footprint with O measures alone. Mm-hmm. We have to find an alternate fuel. The reason that we use diesel oil or fuel oil is because it's easy. Right, a- And the fuel oil tends to be a waste product of refining for your cars, whatever. So it's cheap. It's like plastic bags. They are bad for the environment, but they are moldable, colorable, change shape, etc. And they're very cheap. But we have to move beyond plastic bags. We also, in the shipping industry, have to move beyond fossil fuels.
0: Okay. Do you think it's more viable to move beyond fossil fuels or is it more viable to completely relook the design
1: of the engines that drive these ships? The engines we have, at the moment, we can, we can burn biofuel in them. We have done that, we've done a trial on that and serve several other shipping companies without changing them at all. You can then begin to modify them and put LNG in. LNG is, I don't favor LNG because it's still got 80% of the carbon footprint of fossil fuel, right. but you still need a means of propulsion. Right. So the thing we have to find is a drop-in or near-drop-in low-carbon or zero-carbon fuel Okay. to close that 60% gap when we've done all the other tinkering around 3% here and 4% there. Sure.
0: Okay. So that looks like one of the things that I hear from many different industries, regardless of the size of the companies, and we've spoken to really large ones as well, and they've all said the same thing. We can't do it alone. Everybody has to buy in in the industry in order for the change to really happen. Do you see that in the maritime industry?
1: Yes, we do. Absolutely. Lloyd Register and Maersk, which is a very big shipping company, mm-hmm. did a study recently over the life of asset, the life cycle of the ship, mm-hmm. a very small percentage of the cost reducing our carbon emissions to zero, and Maersk has committed to doing that by 2050 is modifying the engine Mm -hmm. most of it will go in new fuel we as i said we can burn biofuel once and it's a significant issue to look at is your biofuel sustainable right are we displacing food crops which are otherwise feeding people so we will never do that so there has to be enough available and it has to be a level playing field so we have to rely on the fuel providers upstream Mm -hmm. to provide sufficient fuel and then It really has to be mandated because it will probably cost more. And whilst we would like to be a green, zero-carbon shipping company, if it costs us 30% more... And And nobody else is doing it, why would you? And other companies say, why should we? (laughs) Uh, we'll We'll be green but out of business.
0: Right. Okay. So everyone has to buy in. And then comes the question again when you started talking about the Kyoto Protocol. How do you get everybody to do it? How do you implement it? How do you enforce it?
1: We rely on IMO to enforce it. Mm -hmm. And the members of IMO are the flag states. So Singapore is the fourth biggest registry in the world. So IMO has to agree the rules and then it has to rely on the Marshall Islands and Singapore and the UK and Australia, all the various flag states. They have to then enforce it. Okay. We're speaking
0: to Simon Bennett, General Manager of Sustainable Development with the China Navigation Company. Talk
1: to us about challenges. That sounds like a huge challenge. It is a big challenge, yes. And aviation is easier because there are far fewer aviation or airline companies. There are probably a hundred thousand shipping companies. Mm-hmm. Many companies have one ship each, so you have to legislate for them, And then you have to enforce it. Right, And there are many flags which are flags of convenience, unlike Singapore. You have to have a physical presence here in Singapore to be Singapore flag. Those registries which don't enforce it, the ships will carry on polluting and buying cheaper, nasty old fuel, and we will not get to where we need to be as a sector.
0: As a sector. And that is the crux of the matter. How do you do it as a sector? Because that one carrier, one ship carrier isn't going to really care as much as a Maersk line might. Indeed, or us. Or you, obviously. Absolutely. So these are the huge challenges. What about the challenges specifically for your company, the China Navigation Company? In the short term, what kind of challenges do you see to try to
1: be more green? Oh, I have the best job in the world. Even better than being a radio presenter. <laughs> we are a family- You're paid
0: better, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> I don't have a microphone in my face all the time, that's for sure. We're a family-owned company. Right. We're on the seventh generation Mm -hmm. of the family at the moment and they have been committed since we started, which is now over 200 years for the group, to doing the right thing for the general public good but for enlightened Mm self-interest. And we do that not because we're all Boy Scouts but because it's the right thing to do. Right. So nearly everything that I request that we do Mm -hmm. is supported by the board and supported by the family. So I really have a pretty easy job. And then people join the company because of what we're doing. Right. So it works very well going up the tree and it works well going down the tree as well.
0: Okay. then let me ask you a similar question from a different direction. Every company is in it to make money. Of course. Um, Every business is in it to make money. And even if that business has got ethical imperative to do the right thing, it is balanced out by needing to make money. Otherwise, you'll go
1: out of business. Absolutely. So where are the challenges with keeping that balance? That's what I have to weigh up all the time in the recommendations that are made to the board. There are some red lines, obviously child labor, slave labor, et cetera, et cetera, all the simple things. And then we're seeking all the time both to do the right thing and... Lobby is not quite the right word, but to try and persuade through the organisations which we're a member of. Mm -hmm. We're a member of the Sustainable Shipping Initiative. Everything that does is transparent and we go, hey guys, look, we did this. Mm -hmm. You can do it too. I'll be in Copenhagen next week for the Getting to Zero Coalition, where about 100 organisations, mainly ship owners, but shippers as well, and ship insurers, etc., financiers, shipping banks, have come together and said... We really have to do something, and one of the work streams will be how do we economically get everyone on board to do this which may cost more. Mm -hmm. The problem is it costs more today. You need to look further ahead and stop externalising all the difficult stuff like the ship recycling Mm -hmm. and burning scabby fuel and chucking out socks and knocks and particulate matter everywhere. So we need to take a much longer-term view taking a longer term view is much easier for family owned companies than for those which are quoted on the New York Stock Exchange, where you've got to justify your share price is so many pence per share better quarter on quarter. We need to move away from the short termism. Okay. And
0: on that note, it has been a pleasure to be speaking to Simon Bennett, General Manager of Sustainable Development with the China Navigation Company. This has been the soul of business on Money FM 89.3. Simon, thank you so much for talking to us. You're very welcome. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at MoneyFM893.sg
1: or download the SBH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.